Good morning, everyone. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Sunday. It is so good to be back with you this morning. I hope this will be a blessing to you today. And I am excited about celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I tell you, I hope you will, if you ever, if you can, come out and give us a visit at Liberty Baptist Church. We're at 2002 9th Avenue in Rock Falls. We'd love it if you'd be a part of our service today. We hope to be a blessing to you there, and we're looking forward to celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. That's what it's all about, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you a little bit this morning about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but we encourage you to uh, listen every week. We're on 7.30 to 8 o'clock, and one thing that we ask you to do, if you would like to send in a question that you would like us to answer, we would love to try to do that for you just to be a help to you. This is your way you can influence the subject matter of this show anything you want just go ahead and send it and we will try to give you a bible answer and this morning with uh this being easter we're not going to take time to do any questions today but i did just want to mention i was reading an article about the most uh the top 20 most commonly asked questions about the bible and i wanted to see if uh i wonder if any of these are questions that we have been asked and thankfully, none of them are questions that we have been asked. These questions, if these are what people are talking about most of the time when questioning the Bible, um, boy, I think it's really sad. Most of these questions were basically, you know, can I do this and is it okay to do that? It's like people are trying to find a way to use the Bible as license to sin. And throughout the Bible, we see uh, sin exposed for what it is. It's something that's horrible. It's something wicked, something we shouldn't do. And it was really interesting uh, reading that. And I tell you, most of those questions, uh, things people are wonder, wanting, wondering about, wanting license to do, are things I wouldn't even want to talk about on the radio. I'd probably get thrown off the radio for talking about them. The stuff was so disgusting. It just kind of shows where people's minds are at these days. And I thought, boy, that's too bad, and I'm glad. Uh, I haven't asked some of these because it was uh, it was pretty inter it was pretty interesting just kind of see where people are at you know and it's just a reminder you know a lot of times we get to looking at things in this world and we think man this world is going downhill and, and it is but at the same time you know the problems and things that we're facing in this world today there's nothing new going on you can see these same problems going on in the Bible times I mean just there are some wicked wicked times that we can see throughout the scriptures and we're definitely living in some wicked times today i mean you just you can't even turn on a television without just seeing nothing but filth hearing all the profanity and blasphemy it's just absolutely ridiculous and then you know to top it all off you've got people uh wanting to use the bible to try to excuse that horrible behavior because they want to participate in it too and you can't really do that with the bible the bible's going to expose it for what what it is and people don't like that. I think that's why a lot of people are steering clear from churches today. They're steering clear from the Word of God because it's going to shine a light on your sin. And the Bible says that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And people today are virtually ignorant concerning most of what's in the Bible. And most of the other questions that weren't questions asking, you know, can I do this sin, can I do that sin, it was just like, uh, you know, controversial things that people try to use to make the Bible look bad or make Christians look bad. It was really just interesting. And I appreciate the questions we've been getting. You can tell people have been reading their Bibles and are really thinking. And uh, I hope you will do that. 
And our email, if you want to send it to our email, it's libertybc2011 at att.net. And if you want to go and visit our website, experience-liberty.com, and uh, hopefully that, uh, that will uh, be a blessing to you. You can listen to ser- previous sermons, or you can even listen to previous radio programs that you might have missed on there. And so I hope you'll uh, visit us there and do that. And Most of all, we'd love to see you in person at our church every Sunday morning, Sunday school 10 o'clock, morning service 11, evening service 6, and then Wednesday Bible study at 7 o'clock. But right now I want us to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 12 is where we're going to start reading. And it says, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? I want you to notice that this is uh, 1 Corinthians, and that Corinthian church had a lot of problems. And it appears from this passage that there were some that was saying that there is no resurrection of the dead. Now, you might remember a group of people that Jesus spoke to often, known as the Sadducees, that did not believe in a resurrection. They didn't believe in any kind of afterlife or anything like that. And apparently, there were some people that had similar ideas uh, in the church, in this Corinthian church. Some were saying that, that there is no resurrection of the dead. Then verse 13 says, But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God, that he hath raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. And I want to share some things with you and talk talk about some of these things we see in this passage this morning because I'm here today to tell you one of the reasons my favorite holidays is Easter or Resurrection Sunday is because the resurrection of Christ is what completed everything. You know, I love celebrating Christmas, but the truth is, uh, we could have the Christmas story and still not have the hope of heaven. I mean, if Jesus Christ would have come to this earth and been born, while that's a great story, had he not resurrected from the dead, it wouldn't have accomplished a whole lot from us. I enjoy the stories of all Jesus' miracles that he did. I enjoy... Uh, reading, and I'm convicted when I read the story of the crucifixion and how he died on the cross for our sins. However, if he would have just died on the cross, that wouldn't have been enough. We wouldn't have had any hope. He had to resurrect also. And when he came back from the dead, that's when everything was complete. That's when it was all finished. And now we have hope, the hope of heaven. We have the hope of the resurrection. And so I want to point out some things to you, though. Because there are people today, still, like in this Corinthian church, that do not believe that Jesus Christ really raised from the dead. You've got people out there that will say things like, well, he didn't actually die on the cross. He just went into a coma, and after three days he awoke from his coma and was okay. Um, but that's completely false. The Bible says he died. He really died, not just he was dead for three days, and he resurrected. He really did die. And the tr- But the truth is, if there were no resurrection, 
If there was no resurrection, if Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead, if there was no hope of a resurrection for us, our faith would mean absolutely nothing. Verse 14, And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. It's empty. And your faith also is vain. And I imagine most people listening to this program right now are probably believers. But if some, if there's one here that's not a believer, I want you to pay close attention because you're going to agree with a lot of what I'm saying here. But the truth is, if there is no resurrection, and there are some who believe there is no resurrection, our faith is in vain. And there are many people today that think religion and faith, it's all vain, it's all empty, it's all nothing. We are seeing faith attacked more and more today. People just hate religion. I mean, we've got our whole nation all going nuts right now because of a religious freedom law that was passed in Indiana, and people just can't stand the thought of that. Why? Why the hatred of religion? Well, it's because most people don't believe in a resurrection. They don't believe in Jesus Christ, and therefore they think it's nothing. And if there is no resurrection, they're right. If, there, if our faith means nothing, if there is no resurrection, church is a big waste of time. Preaching, it's just nothing but preachers blowing hot air. Nothing. Your work as a Christian, it's for nothing. If there is no resurrection, we are wasting our time Church is completely pointless. It is a waste of time. And listen, whether you're willing to admit that you think church is a waste of time, religion's a waste of time or not, if you do not take the time to participate in it, if you don't take the time to go to church, that's obviously what you really think, and it's what you believe. You do believe it's a waste of time. You believe the preaching is just it's nothing. You know, you're you believe that you know Christian works are absolutely nothing. And if there is no resurrection, if you do not believe that one day we're going to live again. If you do not believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, then according to 1 Corinthians 15, we see you're right. If there is no, if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, we're doing this for nothing. I'm preaching to you today for absolutely nothing. Also, we see in verse 15, it says, Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. So in other words, if there is no resurrection, then people like myself are false witnesses. We are liars. Listen, even if you think something is true and it isn't, if you're spreading that, you're lying. It's false. And the truth is, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then we are liars. And there's many people that are, if you're a lost person right now, you might be thinking that's absolutely right. You are a liar. And if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then yes, we are liars. We are wasting our time. Church is pointless. There is no reason for it. And also in verse 16, we see, For if the dead rise not, then is Christ not raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. If Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead, we see that we are still on our way to hell for being a sinner. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then death obviously had victory over him. Death conquered him. And if death conquered Christ, then death definitely will conquer us. When we die in our sins, we will spend eternity in hell with no hope of ever getting out. So if Jesus didn't rise from the dead... We're wasting our time talking about heaven. We're talking about something that we're never going to see, a place that we're never going to go. 
because without the resurrection, we have no hope. We can't get to heaven on our own. Jesus Christ was our only hope, and if death conquered him, then we are in big trouble because our righteousness can't get us to heaven. You know, our religion is no good because it's all vain. It's all a waste of time. We're telling everybody about how Jesus rose from the dead when he didn't do it. So you can, you can see here how without the resurrection, all everything we're doing is a waste of time. We see also in this passage in verse 18, then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Everyone that we have ever known that has died is in hell right now if Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead. Every single one of them. We wouldn't be able to say that we sorrow not as others which have no hope. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. We see that God doesn't want us to sorrow like those who don't, don't believe in a resurrection, those who have no hope of an afterlife or eternal life. We're not supposed to sorrow that way, but if Christ didn't rise from the dead, then we might as well. We might as well be just as miserable as everybody else because everyone that we've ever known is in hell right now and it's only a matter of time and we're going to be there with them if Jesus Christ didn't rise from the dead. And then in verse 19, we see it says, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. We are of all men most miserable. Notice how it says that. Because really all these things I've been saying, if there is no resurrection... There are many today who do not believe in the resurrection. They believe that religion, it's all vain. It's all fake. They think that preaching is completely pointless. They think that the Bible is you know, just a book of stories put together by men. They think we're all wasting our time. They think there's no afterlife. They think that this life is all there is. And can I say that this type of thinking usually comes from some miser pretty miserable people. It comes from people who aren't real happy, who seem like you know, who maybe seem like they have moments of happiness, but yet these same people they have to spend a lot of their time, you know, drinking, a lot of their time doing drugs, trying to find ways to drown out their sorrow. You know, they'll spend hours and hours just zoned out in front of a television, trying to get some pleasure there, trying to put themselves in another world and do anything they can to get their minds off the actual problems in their life. And we see here in this passage that if, if this life is all that there is, we are of all men most miserable. In other words, we should be as Christians, as believers, more miserable than anyone else. Because here's the thing. Say, what's, well, what's the difference, all right, if we're all in the same boat? Well, if you don't believe in a resurrection, if you don't believe in Christ, you're not really expecting anything in the next life, are you? You have no hope. And those of us who do have hope, those of us who are expecting uh, something better, those who are expecting something great, boy, we're in for a great big disappointment. At least the unbeliever, they're not, they're not going to be disappointed. They're not, they're not expecting anything. They're, they expect misery, it seems like. And the truth is, when you see this attitude and when you try to think about, you know, as a Christian, I know this is kind of hard for us sometimes, but when you try to imagine a life where there is no resurrection, where Jesus Christ and everything that he taught is all vain, that it's all nothing, you can see 
how miserable of a life that would be. You, we understand how miserable of an existence that would be. We do live in a very sinful, wicked earth. There are a lot of horrible things that go on all over this world every day. I mean, just it's it's depressing to look at the news and just read all the horrible stories and hear the terrible things that are happening and just to see all the wickedness that goes on every day. I mean, you, you don't even have to look out. You can look out your window and just see wickedness all over this earth. And at the same time, what gets me through as a Christian is knowing that there's something better. Knowing that God has called me and to be a light into this world and to share his gospel message with as many people as I can. And, and he's given me the promises of eternal life. He's given me the promises of a mansion in heaven and just so many things that I, I'm, I can't wait for. And I cannot imagine life without the hope of the resurrection. I can't imagine life without the hope of heaven. And the truth is, when I try to imagine that, I can see why the world does a lot of what the world does. Maybe I would try drunkenness, see if that would help. Maybe I would try drugs and all the other things that this world is going after. But the truth is, Jesus did resurrect from the dead. The truth is, he is risen. Luke chapter 24 verse 1 says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. And they entered in, and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered in the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again? And they remembered his words, and returned from the sepulchre, and told all these things unto the eleven, and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, and Joanna the mother, and Mary the mother of James, and the other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Then arose Peter and ran unto the sepulchre, and stooping down, and beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves, and departed, wondering in himself at that which was come to pass. And then if you go on and you read, Jesus ended up appearing to his disciples. For forty days after the resurrection, Jesus walked the face of this earth. He appeared to many. When he, and then, forty days later, in front of a hundred and twenty people, Jesus Christ ascended into heaven and he is there today and one of these days he's coming back. And listen, I'm here today to tell you that the resurrection did happen. Jesus Christ did rise from the dead. We do have hope. We don't have to be miserable. Jesus did rise from the dead. People think, oh, well, where's your proof? Well, there was 120 people that saw him. We have four gospels that tell us about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Four different men's writings right there, and there are many other writings about it. There are many other uh, historical accounts of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, and people like to tell you that that's not proof. Yet at the same time, if they were to go excavate a rock that had a carving on it with just a few sentences, they will take those few sentences and write whole new history books about all the new history they learned because of one carving that they found. They've done that before. But yet our four Gospels, 
don't seem to be good enough. I mean, it doesn't matter how old some of the copies are that we have. It doesn't matter the agreement that these have together. It doesn't matter. I mean, so many writings, there were so many witnesses, and yet people want to say there is no proof. And I'm here today to tell you that the Word of God is enough proof, but even that, besides the Word of God, there's plenty of history that proves that Jesus Christ did rise from the dead, and we do have hope. And therefore, we are not miserable. We are thrilled about sharing that gospel message. I know it's not in vain. I know that Jesus Christ, he lives within my heart. And I know that one day he's coming back. I know that someday that if the Lord tarries his coming and I, my physical body dies, I know one of these days that the Lord himself is going to descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. I know that that resurrection day is coming for myself. I know that someday I'm going to be able to see those loved ones that have gone on before me. I'll be able to see them again. I'll be able to be with them. Why? Because there is a resurrection. Jesus Christ did rise from the dead. And so many people today, they're trying to find answers. They're trying to find something that's real. When I was reading those questions, that those common questions that people are asking, you know, I... I saw how people, they're, they're looking for something. People want something that's real. And what was sad on many of those questions that they were asking about different sins, you know, is this a sin? Is that a sin? It was whoever it was that wrote this article, when they would answer the questions, they were so apologetic about what the Bible said. You know, we're, we're so sorry that the Bible says this. But the truth is, we don't need to be sorry for it. The sinner ought to be sorry for their sins. We don't need to apologize for the Bible, I believe that there are people out there today that are looking for the truth. We're not, we don't need to water it down. We just need to tell it like it is and stop trying to worry about offending people and trying to make everybody happy, trying to win a popularity contest. We're not going to win in a popularity contest. Now listen, there's some preachers they've figured out how to be popular, but you know what? I wouldn't want to be those guys on Judgment Day. And the truth is, people today are searching for something, and we need to show them the truth. And I love what the angel said to the women when they came to the sepulcher. They said, Why seek ye the living among the dead? And I think I mentioned this last week. They weren't looking for the living. They were looking for the dead, weren't they? But the angels knew they should have been looking for the living because Jesus had told them he was going to rise from the dead. The angel reminded him, remember, when he was in Galilee, he spake unto you. He told you he was going to be delivered in the hands of sinful men. He told you that three days later, he was going to rise again from the dead. Why are ye seeking the living among the dead? And you know, there are many people that are looking for something real. They're looking for something that's alive. But you know, they're seeking the living among the dead. You know, why look for God in a dead church? Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is quick. And that term quick there means alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's sad how many people are they're looking for something today. They're looking for answers, but they're going to churches where the Word of God is barely ever even open. I mean, you're lucky to get two or three verses of Scripture while you're at that church. And if you do get two or three verses of Scripture, it's going to be from some watered-down versions that's made changes all over. They've changed everything they didn't like in the Bible. And let me tell you something. The Word of God, it is a living book, and I believe we need to follow it. And yet when we do... 
it's, it's going to pierce. It's going to convict. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's going to expose things. It's going to hurt sometimes. And boy, people are trying to find a place where they'll say, I'm looking for a church where I can feel comfortable. Well, I don't think that's a good idea. We need to find a church where you're going to get convicted. Because that's what the Word of God does. It convicts. It knows the thoughts and intents of our hearts. It's going to expose us for what we really are. And people are looking for something living today, but they're looking in the place of a dead. And if you go somewhere where they're not using the Word of God, well, you're not going to find much. Also, you know, why look for salvation in dead works? Galatians 2.16, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. It is so sad how many people think they're going to go to heaven because of their good works. There's people this morning that are on their way to church and they think that them going to church today is going to help their chances of getting into heaven. Listen, you can go to church every Sunday until Jesus comes. And if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, if you've never been born again, you're not going to heaven. Dead works is what they are. Why are you seeking the living among the dead? And people want to go for works all the time. It's amazing where people are searching for answers at. You know, it's amazing how many people are looking for, you know, they want friendship. They want that companionship, and that's fine. But they're looking for it. In the place of the dead, James 4, 4 says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. You know, it's sad how many churches are doing all they can to get along with the world, to get along with what's being said in the news media, to go, you know, to get along with the mainstream trying to make sure they're not, not controversial in any ways, just wanting to be friends with everybody. But the Bible says friendship with the world is enmity with God. Why would you want to associate yourselves? Why are you going to seek the living among the dead? Those who are lost, the Bible says, are dead in their trespasses and sins. Why are we looking for that? I would rather be a friend of God. And But here's the thing. If you're a friend of God, the world's not going to care very much for you you got to make your choice. I choose the living rather than the dead. You know, why look for peace in the bottle? Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 29 has a great passage of Scripture. I'm going to turn there in a second, but before we go to that one, uh, or Psalms, or um, I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 20 says, Wine is a mocker, and strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. And then in Proverbs chapter 29, or 23, in verse 29, it says, Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babblings? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine. They that go to seek mixed wine. Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At the last it biteth like a serpent, and stingeth like an adder. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. Yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or he as he that lieth upon the top of a mast. They have stricken me, thou shalt say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I felt it not. 
When shall I awake? I will seek it yet again. It's amazing the things that, that people are looking for peace at, looking for answers at, and they're going after the things of the flesh, the wickedness of this world. Why seek ye the living among the dead? You're not going to find anything there. Why look for security in the things of this world? First John 2.15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So many people today are going after the things of this world, possessions, to find happiness. And I'm here today to tell you that you won't find it there. Real life and real happiness comes only through Jesus Christ. And thank God for the resurrection. Were it not for his resurrection, we would have no hope. And we would be, as believers of all men, most miserable.